Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a nine-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, seven-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, four-time winner of the Top Choice, and a three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars. Thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, we'd love you to be part of the show, so please send in your questions to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com and listen next Saturday at 9 when we can answer those questions on the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. Of Mr. Gilbert? Uh, busy. I haven't seen my rewrite of the intro. Yeah. I think it's been two, what, three weeks now? I've been waiting for that. Well, you didn't want me to come on last week, so. Well, that's because you were still crying about the Leafs. No. <laughs> no, I'm done crying about the Leafs. I'm cheering, cheering for the Habs, um, just wanting the Canadian team to uh, be in the Stanley Cup final, and uh, even if the Habs win another cup, at least it'll come back to Canada. And you know what? Not only will it come back to Canada, it'll come back to London, Ontario, because of Corey Perry. Really? That's what you think? Yeah. Did you want me to get your Habs I, flag? I know it to be true. I don't want a Habs flag. No. <laughs> Put it on your car? No, no that's what happened. I'm just saying. I just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm looking, I want them to do well. Right. Yeah. Now, but let's back up a second. So let's really talk about, you know, how did you make out in your teams for mixed doubles? You know, you picked four, I picked three. How did you do? I can't remember. Well, that I was can, a long time ago. You, I can tell you how you did. <laughs> you, you only had one team that made the uh, one out of the four, right? Yes. I, I, can't, I can't think back that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all three of mine were in the last, uh, were in the last grouping. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Just saying. Now you'll be happy to know that um, I can't tell you how we're doing on Facebook. You can't? No, because they locked me out of Facebook. Who did? Uh, service experts. <laughs> because? I don't know, but I called and asked them, can I get reinstated so I can look at the Royan Facebook page, please? Wow. So I can't look? No, nope. look? No, nope. I don't know. Maybe you you might be able to. Maybe you're more important than me. So well, let me find out if I can log on to the Roy Edge Facebook page while, but you're, while you're thinking about something that. It's been pretty hot, so I've had a hard time even taking a breath. It is. This. It's been crazy. Here we are. We just How many likes we got? We were at 1,102. Where do I find that? Let me just look down. I thought you were the uh, social media guru. You're always on your phone. I am always on my phone. Let me just see. Who likes to have? We should say uh, happy anniversary to Team Tuck. Yes. Yeah. Kim, I was quite surprised. Yeah. Kim and Wayne celebrated 20 years, and they put a picture up of somebody who was speaking at their wedding, and I said, is that Steve? He doesn't have gray hair. and <laughs> Easy now. So how many likes do we have? We had last week 1,102. So we have 1,105. Oh, there we went up three. 
according to this. So things are moving. I'm glad you can look at Facebook. <laughs> well, you'll have to keep us updated every week, Ben, from what's going on. Do the Facebook that allowed you like tossed you off. Now I now I do want to take a minute because um, it's been a, a tough week in uh, London. Um, I mean, it's been a tough week in Canada, and you know, having to wear the maple leaf on your back and represent Canada, not you know, in curling, not in in the playing field, but outside, it's a tough week to be a Canadian. Yes. Uh, number one with the 215. Aboriginal uh, children that were murdered or how, whatever happened. Um, and I really hope that they find out the answers and they find it out at every school yes. or uh, institution, I guess is a better word, yes. uh, so that we really get the answers. Because I've talked to a few people and said, were you taught that in school? What happened? And I said, no. I said, I'm learning more now than I ever had learned all, you know, through 60 years. We're all learning more now, yes. And then the the terrorist uh, attack that happened, uh, you know, up in High Park uh, on a Sunday that, you know, you just, when I heard it on the radio that day, I went, what are you talking about, you know? And then to hear what's happened and uh, see the vigil. And, and I was driving home that night from work. I had worked late. I think it was around... 7.30, and I'm driving down Southdale to Bowler, and I see all these people on Bowler Road. And, you know, the first thought was, what's everybody standing on Bowler? And then I went, oh. And so when I got down a little farther where there was a parking lot, I pulled over, parked, and I had Tundra in the back, and two of us went out and stood out there as well. And, you know, but it's just a really heart-wrenching you start to second guess what we are as Canadians when this stuff's going on, let alone, you know, in our own city. Yes. And so our thoughts are with the family and the friends and the, the nine-year-old boy. Uh, he's got a tough life ahead of him, but um, we're definitely thinking about him and uh, hope that this doesn't just fall away on deaf ears, that everybody starts talking about both um, the incidents that happened and we finally get some answers and get some things uh, resolved on it. So not to start it on a somber no, moment, no, it, but it needs to be brought up because uh, there's just, it, um, we just, we need to um, step back and, and, uh, and come together as a community and, and, you know, stand up for what's right uh, against all the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of anger in the world. Yeah. Well, and you just like, I just, you know, didn't feel right. You know, you didn't know, you know, am I sick? No, I'm not sick. Why don't I feel? But when I saw that driving home Wednesday, um, that was kind of like, or Tuesday, I think it was, that was kind of like, okay, now I know why I'm not, you know, it's, it's really eating at me um, that that's how London's being looked at. And, and, you know, we've heard it before where people said London is racist. And I thought, oh, how can that be? I don't see it. But maybe I'm not the correct ethnicity that, to see it, you know, and that that's, could be the reason. So we just got to get better, London, for sure. We got to do a better job and, and make sure everybody feels included and and uh, look after the homeless and 
look after our new Canadians, new Londoners, and make sure they're looked after and we help out any way we can. Yes. So we'll get back to a couple of, or a quick question here. It says, I have water pooling around my furnace. What's going on? Uh, well, it could be, if it's happening right now, there could be a couple of things going on. You, 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 uh, your air conditioner may be producing water. Uh, so a couple of things, the, the drain at the evaporator coil could be plugged and it's got nowhere to go except over fill the tray and then start spilling over. And then it will find its way through your furnace and onto the floor. Um, there could be a leak in the drain. Um, hopefully your air conditioning coil hasn't frozen up and that's what the problem is. Um, so clogged drain, uh, freezing up, um, maybe your maybe your pumps, maybe there's something wrong with your compensate pumps, but um, or depends where your water heater is. Sometimes you, your water heater is behind your furnace or beside it, and the path of the slope of the basement is underneath the furnace. And sometimes you can be fooled, and your water heater is leaking, and you think it's your furnace. So. You just kind of have to open your eyes and get a flashlight and kind of look around at all things and really, or just call us and we'll come out and find that out for you. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after these short messages. Got a feeling that I'm going under, but I know that I'll make it out alive. If I quit calling you my lover, move on. You watch me beat it till I can't breathe. Well, welcome back. That was Stitches by Sean Mendez. Uh, these are all just kind of thinking about counting stars, something just like this. Fireworks, just trying to think. This was different songs that I was listening to in the last few days. So. Okay, all right. Is it Father's Day tomorrow? No. When is it? Next Father's week. week. You want to have two days, Steve? I do. You're trying to have two days? Trying to have two days. Okay. Yeah. So I'll call Lexi and tell her it is tomorrow. Yeah. And then tell it, and then wait till tomorrow and go, oops, sorry. Hope you did something nice for Dad, but you have to do it again next yes. week. That's right. Maybe get him a dog. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I'll tell her. It I've got dogs. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. A great pair needs white no, with no. a lot of hair. No. Yeah, that'll mix nice with the black hair. <laughs> That's from, right. From the Rottweiler. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. So you don't want another dog? No. Is sure? Positive. One named Tundra? No. Yeah, no. I mean, she's beautiful, and if that's the only dog I had, then that's fine. But, yeah, I don't know how she would integrate with the other two. No. The other three. Sorry. The other three. three. <laughs> you keep growing. You know? Yes, it's a family. Yeah. Now, the, uh, it's been quite warm again. We've had a, a warm week, some thunderstorms, and, and I we had a real big one here at the shop. Yes. And then went home, and I'm going. Did it even rain? No, well, but and I mean it rained. But then the the heat had evaporated all the water a sh short time afterwards. So you really didn't know it had rained at all. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much heat up. And then all that rain did was really make it kind of sticky outside, yeah. kick the humidity up. So yeah, yes. Well, it, it, at the shop here, it brought out all the uh, mulch onto the sidewalk. Yeah, because it just flooded. It really came. Yeah. yeah. Also, keep in mind that your air conditioner these days is running a lot, if not all day. So some people get a little concerned about that. They say, my air conditioner is running all day and it's not shutting off. And 
and you know, it's it's uh, if you are losing temperature on your thermostat, then that's a concern. But if you're maintaining your temperature, it's it's better for it to run all the time. That's what it wants to do. It's trying to deal with all the moisture that's coming in your house. And then we had an interesting story just with one customer who has his ventilation running uh, all the time in the house as well. And what that causes, when that happens to your home when that happens, is that puts excessive uh, load on your air conditioner, so it's even had to work harder, and actually wasn't being able to keep up. So uh, we had to uh, just tell him to unplug the ventilation for now while we're in this heat wave, and he'd certainly hit target temperatures at that point in time. And, yeah, and it would, it's bringing in that humidity, hot, humid air into the house. Yeah, because it's an HRV. If it was an ERV, it'd be better. Yeah. But since it's an HRV, it can't repel the moisture. So it just brings all that hot, high, humid moist air into the house. And, uh, and it hits your air conditioner. Your air conditioner goes, are you kidding me? Here I am trying to do the house, and you're throwing more at me all the time? Yeah, so it, it, it really puts it under stress. Yeah. Um. The, now we added. We won't mention the name. We'll keep the name anonymous. Oh, okay. But we had a customer that you and I were dealing with, who phoned me and said, "Do I need, really need to have Steve come out? Can I just put in the big unit?" And I, he said, "You know, I heard you're at my neighbor's, and there was a small, medium, large. I just want the large." You know, just come put in the large. And I said, well, that's not, there isn't a small, medium, and large. And uh, it was, I don't have time. I'm busy. I don't have time to meet with them. You know, just put in the air conditioner. And I said, no, we need to meet. And I said, Bob, it's like buying a suit. I said, do you, I just call you up, say, make me a suit. And not give you any measurements, not tell you, you know, I've got a little weight on lately, so I needed it a little bigger than last time. I don't tell you any of that. Then when I get the suit and it doesn't fit and it doesn't work, then I'm mad at you because, well, I told you I wanted the big one. So after we went through that, because he was a suit maker, yeah. we he then understood, well, okay, well, I guess i got to have Steve come up. And then when I went out, you find all kinds of stuff. Um, typical home uh, that the basement's freezing, main level's okay, upstairs is warm. We, we see it all the time. So um, when that happens, first thing I do is ask them, do you run your furnace fan all the time? Well, no, we don't. Okay. Then I go and I start looking for cold air returns in the basement because that's where all your cold air is. Your air conditioner runs and runs and runs, and all the cold air that you make ends up downstairs in your basement. If you have no way to get it out of the basement, it just gets very cold downstairs because it just masses up. So why wouldn't you consider putting a cold air return in your in the lower area, close to the floor, so that you could run your furnace fan and draw that cold air away and put it back upstairs where you need it? So we talked about that, and then we talked about air conditioner, and I did a load calculation on the house, and I, I just said, the only reason this two-and-a-half air conditioner is working is because of all the blinds you have and all the shade you have. I said, so on my program, when I click shade, it works. But if you ever open the blinds on the left side or if that tree in the back ever falls down, you're, it's not going to work. So my recommendation is to go up the size to the larger capacity, fits the house better, 
Um, and so that's what they decided. But if we just would have put in the big one, it wouldn't have been right. Right. So the heat loss, heat gain that we do is the only proper way to size heating and air conditioning for a home. Yes. The not, only way. Not just what's in there today, put it back in. And when I was speaking with uh, with, with um, the customer, I just I, I explained to them. I said, your house, as soon as I see a house which is east and west facing, I know I have to, I just have to be double sure that I get everything right because you have more load on your house than a typical house that faces north south. And that made sense to them. And so after I completed my calculation, it just showed the results. So, and did you bring up the suit measurement there? I did not. You did not? No. Oh. I didn't think I needed to, to rub it in. I didn't <laughs> and I sat here in my office waiting for you to phone. I did. Because we wanted to get it in. And then I said, oh, I guess he isn't calling. So I get in my car, I start my car, I put it into drive, and you call. So I got to shut it off, go back in the office, put the computer back on. I'm thinking he couldn't call like five minutes ago when I was sitting here. Yeah. Wow. Hey, sorry, I didn't, I didn't have the crystal ball. Yeah. I was waiting for you. You know, I'm going to go like 6 o'clock. It's 7.30 now. Like, what's going on here? So how long does it take to do a sales call? Well, it can take, depending on how complicated the house is, uh, it can take, you know, it can take a long time. So I, I try to be, um, I try to be very thorough in my analysis, especially with people who have, when they, when she, when they were explaining to me the things that are going on in the house and I'm taking notes, I got to make sure I cover off on all those because if you bring that point up to me in, in, a, in an assessment, then I want to make sure I can get an answer for you before I'm finished. So if I can't, I'm going to keep on looking until I have some idea as to what's going on. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So that takes 30 minutes? No. So what's your average? I'm, I'm well. 90 I'm, minutes to 90 two hours? Minutes is my average, yes. 90 yeah. minutes average. So it's not like five minutes right on the back of a business card and hand it to you? Well, you could do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy that either because all you're going to buy is trouble with that one. What about the signs on the telephone pole? You know, you're turning left, and there's a sign there, you know, air conditioner, 1995. Yeah, yeah. better buy a few of those because, number one, they don't do a heat load calculation. At that price, they're probably not changing the coil or the line set, so you're, you're going to have a problem with your air conditioner. And um, yeah, and those are the, those are the calls we get from people with when they're when they're having problems because their great deal turned into something which was um, a nightmare. A nightmare. And it's funny these customers as well. When when we were just discussing costs, um, he was uh, they mentioned just the fact about um, about cost of air conditioning and stuff like that and um, reliability. And I kind of looked. I said. It's kind of like, because she told me they, they just had a fridge that they just purchased, and it's not even a year old, and it's kaput. It's kind of like your fridge. <laughs> so I said, you can buy the cheap ones, and you just don't know how long they're going to last, or you can buy you can buy a better product from a reputable company who's going to put it in properly and make sure it's installed correctly, and you're going to get a better uh, experience. Kind of like a suit. 
Good soup. Oh, yeah, the soup that's, that's fitted properly yeah. is is a great... It makes you feel good when yeah. you put it on. It feels good. Uh, we got a question that came in. And it says, my neighbor just got a new air conditioner installed by Roy Inch. Well, thank you to the neighbor. Yes. We have the same size house, but his new air conditioner is three times bigger than ours physically. Why is that? Well, it could be a lot of things. So when we do consultations with customers, we will bring into, like, we all... All of us salespeople here will be doing a load calculation first. So just because the house is the same, is it facing the sun the same way? Or maybe, as we just alluded to, it could be because they have a west-facing house with all the windows on the west side. There's a heavy solar gain on that house once 1 o'clock hits in the city. 1 o'clock till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, that house gets hammered with sun, and it, it heats up. So... We have to get rid of all that energy. If the house is north-south facing, you don't have that. It's not the same. So that could be one factor. The other factor is he may have wanted a more efficient air conditioner than what you wanted, and his budget was a little bit was a little bit higher than your budget. So everybody's individual. We don't paint everybody with the same brush. We go down, we do a consultation, we explain good, better, best, and efficiencies. And that's how we determine what size air conditioner to get. And the quieter the unit, normally is a larger unit. Yes, and more expensive. So keep in mind, um, the more energy efficient they are, the quieter they are, the bigger they're going to be, and the more expensive they're going to be. And we kid, we say you're getting a dog up. It is. Well, the biggest ones, yeah, they are dog ups. They're massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you left the box for the kids... They yeah, could make it absolutely. like a fort tent kind of in there that they could, you know, have two or three people sleep over with. Absolutely. So, but it is, it's something that they definitely got to, uh, when we look at that, we, you know, first of all, how big is your gate? Will it fit through the gate? And second of all, where it's going to sit, if it's on brackets, it likely will not be able to stay on brackets. Right. Because the brackets won't support the unit. And then when we put it on the ground, we have to be concerned of walkways and things like that because they can encroach onto the sidewalks and that, right, depending on much room. And in some condos and things like that, we can't put it in. Because it's just physically too big. So what's your plans and stuff? Do you think it's Father's Day tomorrow? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I play golf every Sunday afternoon with a little curling league I'm, I'm in. So. Really? You didn't invite me along. I, I was invited. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a group from Gilderton. Yeah. So um, they've been playing for years, and I finally got an invitation. So, yeah. Well, I'll wait for more years. Maybe I'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let them know that you I'll need. I'll let them know that you're interested. But I am playing golf this Sunday as well. Are you? We're in uh, Kevin Gilmore. Oh, yeah. A memorial yeah. tournament that we're playing up at the Fox. So. Nice. So yeah. we'll all have friends in that. We play. Um, we just played Hickory Ridge. Uh, just play nine holes. So um, we have about a anywhere from a one thirty to two thirty tee off time. They send us an email. We play with different people each week, and um, yeah, about sixteen of us. Very good. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with some more questions. Back a little counting stars by One Republic. Do you remember do you know that song, Steve? I do. Yes, I remember that song. Yeah. You're, a little, you're a little shocked that I picked that. I can I see am. in your That's face. It's not really in your wheelhouse. So, yeah. No, it was, I was playing a couple of rap songs and I could hear everybody out going, wow, I never thought I'd hear him listening right. to rap songs. Exactly. Well, you can't really pay a lot of them on the radio when you listen to the words. Yeah. Matt would have to be very specific as to what he's playing <laughs> yeah. that song, yes. So we had a question that comes in, and I, I think we're going to get into an argument on this, so I'll just give you a little, <laughs> little you know, heads up there. Okay. said, what is a good temperature to leave your home at in the summertime? Is there such thing as having it too cold? Is it okay for the air conditioner? Well, we are going to argue about this, aren't we? Yes, yes. we are. <laughs> so, um, I have found that uh, I like my house at uh, 22.5 Celsius. And I like my house <laughs> at 20. Right. So, people say, well, that's only two and a half degrees Celsius. What is that? That's like six degrees Fahrenheit. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so 20 is probably close to 68 Fahrenheit. Yeah, beautiful. The dog doesn't shed. The winter coat stays on. Nice. I, I never sweat. Right, so keeping that in mind, that brings me to another point about our heat loss calculations. So if, if you're in my house having a conversation with me, um, there's design parameters for our load calculations. So it's for indoor temperature, it's set at 75. That's normal indoor temperatures. So I'm gonna be asking you when I walk in your house, so Mr. Inch, boy, you know, it's kind of chilly in here. Do you usually keep your house this cool? And you would respond, absolutely. So what is your normal temperature that you like to keep your house at? 20. So that's 68 Fahrenheit to the calculation. I'll put that into my spreadsheet, and lo and behold, it's going to ask for a bigger air conditioner because of that. So if you like it cooler in your house and you're talking to one of our salespeople, you need to mention that to them. Uh, hopefully they would ask you anyways, what indoor, what's your indoor temperature? Because also, if I'm in an older person's home, and in the wintertime they like it warmer than normal, I need to know that as well because I need to plug that in on the heating side to make sure that I can keep you as warm as you want to be in the winter as well. So it's all very important. And, and is there such thing as too cold? Like 
Will it damage an air conditioner? Oh, damage an air conditioner, but it'll damage you when you step outside in 100 degree weather. <laughs> but it, and a lot of people, when they go away on vacation, they want to set it warmer. Right. But wouldn't recommend that? Well, I guess if you have an app, fine. If you've gone to the cottage up north, you can set it back. Don't turn it off completely, but you can set the temperature back. And then when you're leaving the cottage, you, you'll just tell that air conditioner that you want it to be back to 68 degrees so that when you get home, it will be. Because if you shut it off, all the humidity comes in, it gets in the clothes and yeah. the bedding. And, and the your carpet. temperature will take days to get it back to, uh, back to what the temperature you want right. to be. I mean, days. So a lot of cases, we don't recommend setting back an air conditioner at all. Like, well, I'll make it warmer at night. Right. You know, just put it at one temperature and leave it. Yeah. And leave it at that. Never open a window. You know, just keep the house closed up. You know, we'll have arguments about that too because if all of a sudden I have my house set at 22 and a half and during the night, uh, next week, it decided the evenings were going to be like low humidity and in the 20s. Yeah. Number one, I'm not going to touch my air conditioner because it's not going to turn on anyways. But am I going to open a window? Yep. I'll open a window. You're going to bring in all that pollen and all yeah. the stuff. Pollen doesn't bother me, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, bothers me. <laughs> Want another dog? Will that bother you if you get another dog? And that's why you have um, a ventilator. Yeah. That's why you have HRV. Yeah. And we had another question that came in about a tankless. Yes. Is there a timer that you could add to for demand uh, water. Example, if I get up at 5 a.m., could I get a timer set for 4.45 so that the water will be hot with no delays? So we can, we can put in something called an auto hot um, that, that is an aftermarket. So you already have a tankless installed and now you want that feature. We can add an aftermarket recirculator in on that system. If we know that prior to going in, we have a unit that will do that. So we have uh, one of our Renai units has a built-in uh, research system in it that you can program to do exactly what you're talking about. So as long as we know what, what it is that you're looking for, we can provide those options for you as well. And on the auto hot, I have one in my house that has a push button. Right. And, you know, you could wake up, the alarm goes off, you could hit the button by the time you get out of bed and get in there. It could be running and have hot water already. Right. Now, mine had a little oops. Oh, did it? Because they had had dip switches that were flipped. Oh, okay. And I kept hearing it coming on all night. Like it would come on, shut off, come on, shut off. When I had hot water every single time. Right. And I got calling them and saying, hey, this, you know, I think thought this one was supposed to run when you hit the button. Yeah, it is. I said, well, mine's running all the time. So they came out and they went, oh, you, you got the upgraded model, right? And the dip switches were wrong. So they turned the dip switches back so that I have to hit the button. I'm thinking, hey, I kind of liked it when I didn't have to hit the button. You were just going to do it the whole time. Yeah, this put those dip switches back to the way they were. I liked it the other way. So, yeah. So sometimes you get surprises. Now it says, I have a gas line I'd like move. Can you guys do this? What are the important things I need to know before investing in the move? Well, why are you moving it? 
hardware? Are you changing something? Or uh, so, and is is it is it what you want to do even feasible? So there are a few questions that we have to have answered for that. So just to know, you know, is it going to be longer? What type of pipe is it? Um, all that stuff matters. So we really need to come out and look at it regardless. And, you know, if it's outside, there's different piping that has to be done versus inside. You know, if it's for a gas range versus a barbecue or for a pool heater versus, a, um, you know, a fireplace in the basement or things like that. Yeah. And if you're going to drywall and finish off the basement and all that, and you think somewhere down the road you might change that wood-burning fireplace to gas, it might be worth the investment to get that gas line put in before you close everything off. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Now, this one kind of can tie with that. We're thinking of getting a gas stove. What do we need to consider besides the cost of the stove? Well, is there a gas line available for the stove now? If not, um, how far from your stove to uh, where the main gas supply comes in, is it, or wherever the furnace is, and then is that accessible underneath? So is the basement finished or unfinished? If it's not finished, we may have to go outside, and how are you about that? You know, can we put a gas line outside properly? Um, so lots of different questions. Um, same sort of thing, you could add, call one of us to come out and have a look at that and assess that for you, and then we could give you a cost of what that gas line would cost to run and how, you know, if, it, if it's feasible to do it in the first place for you. And then you need 30 inches clearance from a cooktop to the bottom of the range hood. And what has to happen to the range hood? If it's gas, it has to be exhausted outside. Right. So the research systems uh, just air in and out doesn't work for gas range because it's a gas burning appliance and it creates uh, exhaust when it burns that has to be exhausted outside. So a little investigation, not just, you know, look at that, isn't that a nice gas stove? Well, we get that, that'll fit in between the cabinets and then you have, you have all this extra stuff down. Now I have a, I call it a hybrid range. Yeah. Gas cooktop, mm -hmm. electric oh, oven, yeah. and I've had that for the last two or three homes I've been in, and I like that. I'm better at, I don't burn as many turkeys with the uh, electric right. one. Good to know. But you know that you're a turkey burner. Yeah. So, because it seems when I'm on the barbecue, I burn everything. Now, could be because I fall asleep and I get involved in the TV show. Do you? Blue blood. Blue blood. Watch that. So. Hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after these short messages. Something just like 
Well, welcome back. That was a little something just like this. Do you know that song from the Chain Smokers and Coldplay? Yes. Yeah, there you go. See? I do. I like Coldplay. And we're going to finish it off with a little Katy Perry. All right. That's right. Fireworks. Okay. So, try, trying to move up there. Okay. Now, the... Um, you're pretty, everybody's pretty busy right now. So we get a lot of calls to put in gas lines. Can we really do a gas line at this time of year? Uh, not really. Um, like we'd be more than happy to look after that gas line in August or September, but just because, um, with his heat, all of our resources are turning to, uh, servicing, maintaining, repairing air conditioners, as well as installing new ones. And the, um, you know, same thing with pool heaters. We seem to be getting a ton of calls for gas lines for pool heaters. But number one, if they're digging, you really need that gas line there for them to bury it Yes. while they're doing it. And, and number two, you need the size of the pool heater to determine whether your meter will even be able to handle it. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot involved. It's not, hey, can you come in and put a gas line in for my pool heater today? Um, you know, we're we're looking at a lot of uh, a lot more, and there is companies who specialize in that that do that. Uh, I wouldn't say we're a specialized pool heater company, no, uh, because we're we're doing so much work in the home that we we look at it in our slow time, if anything. Yes, that we could do it at that point. Um, you know, it's like a, like a suit. You know, yeah. <laughs> You can be one that has 50 on the racks, or you can be that customized suit. Okay. So. Like a tux. Like a tux. Now, we have uh, Caring for Our Heroes taking care of us. Uh, there's an effort out there for uh, our first responders, military, and even our teachers who are looking after our kids, uh, free Priority Plus membership. Yep. So make sure you take advantage of that. and. And our first responders are doctors, nurses, EMT, paramedics, police officers, firefighters, for all their hard work and sacrifice during these unprecedented times. We have a 10% off products and service, and I know there's been a few take advantage of that this week. Yes. Um, we have a $119 a month Advantage system. Enjoy worry-free heating and cooling for as low as $119 a month. We have a seasonal maintenance special that's on. Save $60 on a precision tune-up of your furnace and air conditioner done at the same time. Yep. Um, rebates. The Lennox rebates ended Friday. Yes, they did. So the Lennox rebates are no longer on at this point. But as restrictions have eased up, the Enbridge uh, home plan is come to come back alive again so um yeah you have to look at that there's a program out called uh, greener green home or something like that so we're just being introduced to it now so more information coming you could go on to enbridge's website yourself and look for that and you could get some information yeah. there. or even the enter guide yep. or the amerispec amerispec yep. and we're also involved in a hybrid heating program that's going to be launched in the next 30 days where it will be adding heat pumps onto gas furnaces. Yes. 
So we're going to learn about that as well. And uh, be able to do get some rebates there as well for that. So we look forward to all of this, us going out, helping everybody at their homes. Um, we also have some water heaters. You can get a tank for the low as 1985 a month and $50 off any repair. So those are all on our website. So make sure you, you go on and check those out. Right. Uh, the, now last week when you weren't there, it took, uh, let me just think here, four people to replace you. And they didn't even replace me. Yeah. yeah well, I don't know. They did a pretty good job. Oh. But we had, uh, of course, Jeff came, uh, our operations manager, and then we had our new employees, Noel, um, Robert, and Shelly, and they came on, introduced themselves, and talked a little bit, so they're aware of it, and, and they're all now starting to get trained on their own jobs and out in the field, so we start to see uh, what's going on there. Yes. All good. And do you? And we still are looking. We have uh, some ads out there for looking for a plumber. Many plumbers, probably three if we could get them. Yes. Uh, we're looking for a service technician, a maintenance technician, a lead installer, a lead helper, or an install helper. Sorry, and as well as a residential sales consultant. Are we? So yeah, Steve, you didn't know that? Oh, I haven't told you that yet. You have not told me that. But yeah, so we have lots of lots of growth going on, lots of opportunities there. If anybody's interested in that, they can go to Indeed, uh, or they can drop a resume off at the shop. Now you have to knock because the door is still locked. It is. Yes. Uh, and we're probably going to keep it locked through what is it, level one? Yes. Opening. Yes. Um, but we'll level two, which I think is 21 more days roughly. We will open it again. Yes. So anything you want to bring up to our listeners, Steve, you know, any words of wisdom, take your architecture cover off or something like that. that now because it's already too late. Um, but just, um, we, uh, obviously there's, as we've spoken about this many times, there are not enough technicians in the city of London to handle the air conditioning calls that come into all the HVAC companies in the city. So, um, we try to get to people as quickly as we possibly can, and we try to be as efficient as we can, but um, just just sometimes just a little patience because we are trying to do our best, but, um, you know, these when it gets hot like this, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to, to get to everybody in time. Yeah, it's, you know, we're working quite hard, and, you know, the, the installers are out there working in this heat every single day, and it starts to take a toll on your body, and and makes it a lot tougher on you at that point to, to get involved. The, um, everybody, all, most of everybody is working. Holidays, of course, are starting up. So we're starting to see people uh, starting to take holidays and uh, at least get a break from COVID. All right. I, I haven't seen mine. Yeah. Have, have, you, uh, have you booked any trips you're going to go? Maybe you're going to go curling, are you? I would love to go curling someplace, yes. Go cool. The Calgary bubble and go curling. Right. Be nice. Yeah, be nice. Oh, yeah. Get on the ice. Mm-hmm. We're at school. Yep. And step up in the heat. No, lots going on. Now, these, uh, when they're talking this hybrid heating, um, 
you know, why would you put a heat pump on a gas furnace? Like, what's the benefit of that? Well, because it is, it's, it's, the writing's on the wall. We're not going to be burning fossil fuels forever. So um, the mandate was 2030 to reduce uh, carbon emissions uh, quite significantly. So even Enbridge understands that they have to um, put, put more efficient equipment in. So driving consumers to try to put more efficient equipment in and the fact that we still need that gas furnace but let's put a product in which will help that gas furnace not necessarily run as much only when it's in the extreme weather when you need it. And then uh, a heat pump can actually heat your home very economically um, during the shoulder season and in the, and then be an air conditioner in the summer as well. So there's a lot of good things about hybrid heating, um, just like the hybrid car, because your gas price isn't going to be low forever. It is going to creep up with carbon taxes and all the things that are going to start happening. So it, it, be proactive uh, because it's not going away. This, it is going to continue to happen and push, and um, we're just trying to be on the leading edge and be prepared for it. Yeah, and it's, now heat pumps don't sit on the ground. They sit on a stand, and yes. why is that? Well, because in the wintertime, and when they're going into their frost cycle, because they will create ice because they're, they're trying to get heat from outside, they'll produce ice. And then in order for them to keep on running, they have to get rid of that ice, so they go into defrost mode. And what happens to that ice, it just sheds, so it just drops straight down to the ground. So if it was on the ground, you couldn't get rid of the ice, and it would actually start crushing in on the unit. So we have to keep it up off the ground so that ice has someplace to go. So you should be cautious of walkways or yes. area, you know, driveways. Yeah, you like got to be that. careful where you put them because of it's going to create ice. Yes. And then when you say it's defrosting, so in the winter it's drawing air through the coil outside, extracting heat out of it, taking that to a coil inside and blowing that off into your hole. Yes. So that's where the frost and everything and ice starts to develop on that outdoor coil? Yes. And then once it senses that the blockage is restricting airflow, it will then reverse and take some heat from the house, put it outside onto the coil outside, and then melt that off. Yeah, depending on the unit, some, some do uh, just an auto defrost, so every, so every, it's built right into a timing situation, so let's say every, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to go into a defrost cycle on a regular basis no matter what. Higher-end units will have a sensor out there which says, I need to defrost because of airflow. So there's lots of options uh, for people when you're looking at these units. Yeah, and, they, you know, we've heard up to, like, could be $3,200 in rebates yes. for them. So there's some, they're definitely, um, and and the, we talk about, you know, I think it's a, a carbon tax on a ton of carbon, and it can be up to, like, around $150. Right. So when your house, they start, you know, what's your carbon footprint and, and how much tonnage of carbon are you using? That could be added into bills and so forth from gas companies or hydro companies or so forth. Yes. Now, this hybrid heating is only available in London. At this, the program right now is only available in London. Yeah. So there's Enbridge and London Hydro working together to try to make that more efficient. Yes. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to talk more about that in the next few weeks. 
When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or in Woodstock at 519-533-6057 or you can always get us at 1-866-EXPERTS or always online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of the show at RoyInch.com by hitting the company tab, the About Us tab, and then you'll see the inch-by-inch button. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Shut up, girl.